Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit, Get Fit, Chat with PTs. This is the series where we chat with a wide range of health professionals about a wide range of topics. This week we sit down with Adam Pitchford, owner and head coach of West Norfolk's Folk Fit Functional Fitness, which is actually my local CrossFit gym. We of course start with these top three gym pet peeves and rank them on our ever-changing, ever-chaotic ranking system. Uh, and I tell you what, these pet peeves are the strongest we've had to date. So yeah, buckle up and get ready for some very, very high scores. We also talk about his journey into this industry and how he got into the sport of CrossFit and then eventually going on to open his very own CrossFit gym uh, in Kings Lynn. And then we sort of talk about the challenges he's faced along the way and then what he's loved most as well. We finish with our favourite part in the secret questions slash secret anything. Uh, and this week we hit Adam with a chat shit, get fit pop quiz, which comes with a very entertaining twist. So that's certainly worth sticking around for. So yeah, let's get into this week's episode. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, everyone. Hello. We are back with a uh, chat with PTs episode, and welcome to Adam, our uh, our latest addition to the to the series. How are you, Adam? Yeah, good, mate. I feel honoured to be on a podcast. It's my first ever one, so let's see how things uh, go. Apologies in advance, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm usually not too bad at public talking, so I hope it correlates onto a onto a podcast. <laughs> It's exactly the same, apart from it will be permanently embedded onto the internet for people to hear for the rest of, for the rest of time. Yeah. As long as you sound confident, then you can get away with uh, making it sound like you know what you're talking about. I mean, I'm not even qualified for anything. You know, we, we try and say we're like an evidence-based podcast. So I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about most of the time. But I say with such conviction that I'm just a pure politician in our bill. Uh, disclaimer that's not true so any new listeners we are <laughs> <is>. <laughs> podcast <laughs> people be like thinking what fuck it it's all it's all a lie but no it's uh but no um yeah so we're, this today is not evidence-based obviously we're just doing a bit of a bit of a story time of adam so i actually know adam uh he's actually the head coach and owner of a crossfit box that i uh that i go to in the kingsling area um and we're going to sort of uh talk to you today, today about your sort of journey how you got into it i'm also gonna have some fun with some questions as well which uh if people have listened to this sub series before they know it sort of goes off the rails a little bit and there could be a few a few surprises as well which i'm looking forward to getting into um we're going to start this episode how we start every chat with pt's episode and that is with some gym pet peeves adam so what we want to do is we're going to establish your top three gym pet peeves but we're going to rank these so me and tom are going to use our what, what ranking system are you using, Tom? Because every fucking week you seem to be changing it at the moment. I have well, absolutely no yeah, idea Yeah, but what... that's, that's because sometimes we get really lovely, down-to-earth people on here. And because of that, I feel like sometimes we can't use the RPC scale. I feel like we've got to bar it up a little bit. Like We've had yogis on, people that are like quite earthed, you know... Uh, Adam seems like a bit of a lad, so let's go straight into the RPC scale. We won't are we going, are we going back old school? We're going to we go old school. So... Talk me through the RPC scale. So, Adam, do you ever use the RPE scale when you're uh, training or programming? So, rate of perceived exertion? Um, I've used it a lot in the past. Uh, it doesn't correlate so much into what we do at the minute. Just a lot of work is percentage-based. Um, but, yeah, I have used the RPE, so I'm aware of the RPE. I'm not aware of the RPC. So, well, we have got the RPC scale, which is basically rate of perceived country. For things that really piss us <laughs> off. But to be fair, we can. This can also be percentage based, so we could say, "Yeah, do you know what? I was def- that's definitely been like an eighty-five percent range of being an absolute fucking shit." What? What class? What is a hundred percent cuntiness? 
Oh, I'm trying oh, to think. Oh, you tell me that afterwards. Oh, I'm trying to think of things I witnessed on the CCTV today. There's quite a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> we to, I mean, that is that is some stuff that uh, yeah, we can't we can't uh, can't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In fact, I shouldn't really be admitting that I've been showing people a CCTV. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've literally been the system manager for like what? A week? Shh. And you're showing CCTV. <laughs> we'll edit this out. We'll edit this out. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Won't be edited out. No. Sounds but, like uh, the best part of the job. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, it is actually, yeah. It's like it's like crime watch, but watching people doing really weird things with resistance bands and dumbbells and yeah, all sorts. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm going off track here, but is it? Does it bother anyone else, or is it just me that, like, all these years of technology advancements, and still with like Crime Watch, it's still like one fucking pixel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even with like these Jim Fell videos, you can see in clear, high definition, like the look of someone's shame when they drop a barbell on their face. But you know, God forbid, someone commits arson or throws a car back into the sea, and suddenly <laughs> it's really hard to catch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they're just about ten years behind. It's like you've been framed, isn't it? It's always, yeah. uh, it's always videos about ten, fifteen years old. So mm. maybe in ten years we'll have yeah. some less pixelated videos. Basically, uh, you know, feel free to like rob a bank. That's absolutely fine. You're never going to get caught. Fact, but uh, you know, if you stab someone in a gym, you're going to get caught just through facial recognition. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we basically use the RPC scale, which is uh, you know one being do you know what? That's, that doesn't bother me at all. And then the RPC scale, number 10, is like, yeah, do you know what? Um, I'm, I'm about to commit mass murder on an industrial scale. That's how angry I am. Hmm. And if we off, go off the scale, Tom, then we have to um, we have to revert back to an old scale, which has not been mentioned for, for some time now. But, oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, we'll go straight with number one. Oh, I did make a little list of this earlier, and to be honest, to pick three, to narrow it down to the top three is going to be difficult. Um Let's have a look. I tried to pick some that directly relate more to functional fitness or CrossFit style gym rather than just your conventional gym. Okay. Just that's what I see every day. Mm-hmm. And I think number one, especially how new my gym is, is dropping an empty barbell. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I had to tell someone off for that yesterday and they seemed genuinely shocked that I told them off for it. It was like, yeah. why? And I was like, well, mate, you're going to fuck the bearings. You're going to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I had to explain it. But yeah. yeah. And you can, oh, that you is, can hear- you've come in strong. You've come in strong with that one. Dear God. And you, you can hear that sound in the car park. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can hear his insides just crying out. I'd say, well, actually, probably worse than that is when you've already told them not to drop a barbell and then they do it again. Um, mm. Yeah. It's just disrespectful at that point, isn't it? Yeah, I think... I think you actually did it when you were in the gym last, Bill. And say that the last time I was in the gym, Adam, I actually brought my own barbell, and that was when I was concerned. <laughs> I take that back. I, t- I take that back. Well, you might have bought your own barbell. You didn't drop that one. It's Adam's one you dropped. Yeah, <laughs> you bought your own barbell and pa- yeah. palmed that off to someone else. <laughs> You're not editing that out, Bill. You've been caught out now. To right. I, I did. I did not drop a fucking barbell. I would never do such a thing. <laughs> yeah, I take it back, mate. There was there was a lot of barbells being dropped. It might not have been you, but there was a lot of barbells being dropped. Uh, I don't think we need much discussion. That's that's quite. I'm going straight with a. That's probably a nine. Isn't yeah, it? that's, high, that's I'm right up there, isn't it? Nine. Do you know what? Yeah. I'm happy to say that's a nine. That that really frustrates the shit yeah. out of me. Wow. But do you know what's even more annoying? I'm going to add on to this. It's actually a ten on how much 
people don't realise that you're not supposed to do that. That's what yeah. really annoys me. It's just that they just simply don't know. Oblivious, yeah. yeah. They're like, what would you, what do you mean? I can't people chuck barbell? plates and stuff all the time and crack on with that, but you know, like dropping an empty barbell, it's like you, you don't have to explain. Look, it's got no shock absorbers on the end of the day, the plates are off it. <laughs> don't just fucking throw it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's it's like trying to you're playing with your child, you go to throw them onto a big puffy mattress, except there's no mattress, it's just a concrete <laughs> floor, <laughs> yeah, and you have to explain God. to them, This is why we don't do this, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what, throw your kids. Oh, that, that's a, that's a strong start. I don't, I don't know how you're going to beat that. I think you've gone with your, your hardest hitter there, unless you. I'm actually like really gripping my feet because I'm still so annoyed by the thought of it. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, this is quite particular to CrossFit and functional fitness. Like what we get in our gym is rep shaving. So like, Ooh, this is this is what's rep Tom, shaving. <laughs> this is intense. So, so if I talk you through rep shavings, say you're doing a, oh, what can we say? Like a, you heard the term AMRAP, so as many rounds yes. as possible. Say you had an AMRAP, I don't know, six wall balls, six sit-ups, six, uh, six calorie row. Just keep it simple. Would be someone just knocking reps off the workout. So they might just do four wall balls. Okay. Uh. When the coach isn't look, when they think the coach isn't looking. Okay. Just to get a better time, get a better score. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I say, everyone says you're only cheating yourself, but you're also no, cheating other people off. Do. Yeah. Mm. So. That is a shitty thing to do. I remember way back in, uh, <sighs> Joe, I remember way back in um, like phase one training with the army. Yeah. We did a film where it was like, we was basically all seeing who could kind of go to failure and beat each other. So people was doing like knockouts. And I think it was, it was something so stupid. It was like, like bodyweight squats. And the guy that won, everyone fucking knew he was rep shaving. And that really annoyed the fuck out of me. And he was 21 SAS as well. There was no fucking need to. I probably, not, I probably shouldn't admit that, but you know, fuck it. Fuck him as well. You know, <laughs> I bet he did like all these things on Heelys, all his tabs. <laughs> what? You get all these people though, don't you, Tom? Like you say that it's like they're called DS watchers in the army, where they'll be doing nothing, they'll be doing no work, and then the PTI will come round. Yeah, and they'll suddenly start putting the work in. They'll suddenly start working hard. It's like just typical. Oh, no. just typical like, watch. People, uh, I, I have people do it when I do my boot camps, but with that, I can forgive them because it's just it's the general pub, it's the gem pop, and it's just like a regular little boot camp. Do you know what I mean? So if I give a certain amount, and I say right, everyone kind of like do the honor system here. We're going to do this amount. I can't keep track of all of you, so you know use a bit of honour and go for the amount of reps. I, I know they're shaving, but it's the general pop, so I let them off. But with CrossFit, where it is inherently linked to competition, yeah, that's really shit. Yeah, so, I think the the worst thing about it is, is so we utilise an app called Boxmate, which you put your scores into. And if you choose to, you get put on a leaderboard. It's, them, it's when someone rep shaves, but to put themselves at the top of the leaderboard, when there's someone sitting in second that did every single rep, and yeah, you're just you're fucking that person off. When it's so. competition, that's that's there's no excuse for that. No, get out. I mean, you have get started strong here, Adam. Um, <laughs> that's another height. I mean, strongest been in a while. That's ten because it's simply cheating. Yeah, it's cheating, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's cheating. cheating, isn't it? Yeah. So not. that's a ten. That is that it's is one of the worst. It's got to be, isn't it? Because you are literally the definition of you is a cunt. There is no. There's nothing forgivable there, especially when it's in a competition setting such as CrossFit, etc. Joy as well. There'll be people listening to this who have done it, and they'll be like Fucking on hell. the edge of the seat, thinking shit, shit. I'm, I'm almost scared of what the third one's going to be now. I feel like I'm going to need like a cup of tea after this to wind down. I'm shaking. <laughs> this has been the strongest it's ever been. 
I'm just hoping they're members that uh, are rep shaven are listening. This is, this is my opportunity to call them oh, out. Oh, this is it. So. Yeah. <laughs> member Jim CCTV is uh, <laughs> crystal clear. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm loving it. I'm loving this. This is my chance just to get stuff off my chest. You know? yep, so chest, yeah. let's go. Uh, let's, let's do this for the whole episode. Oh, I'm nervous. Um, oh, let's have a look what I'm going to go for. Mm. PowerPoint presentation going on. Oh, I have. I've just got a list yeah. here. I've made. I've made. Se- I've made seven. I've got to narrow it down to three. So let's oh go for. Um, this might not be as bad, but chewing gum whilst training. Okay. I've got one of those, yeah. Interesting. I think, yeah, this is probably a little bit individual to me in terms of, I think a lot of people don't mind it, um, but, but especially if we're doing a wad, who's doing some sort of high intensity interval work and there's a very high risk factor of you just choking on that chewing gum. So. Plus, would you not also look at it from an etiquette point of view? Because obviously CrossFit is inherently a coached class. So if you're coaching and someone's just standing there chewing gum, would you not see it's a bit... Almost. They might not be trying to be disrespectful, but it's quite irritating, isn't it? That's the PTI talking in you. No, but it's true, isn't it? Like, deliver a coach lesson and someone just standing there chewing gum. It's a bit rude almost, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely see your point there. Um, I don't know if it comes, stems down from when you watch CrossFit games and stuff. There is there is some athletes that, yeah, chew gum whilst they oh, work out. So you reckon people are just copy it now? That's what, yeah, you're not CrossFit's life. Everyone copies everyone in CrossFit, yeah. don't they? They do, someone's, yeah. They wear someone's t- got a headband on, they've got a headband. If they're wearing What's knee sleeves, they've got a swim workout. Oh, Wrigley's chewing gum. Yeah, That's Wrigley. the latest win now. <laughs> Noco, um, arm, no, headbands, Noco, and uh, yeah, Wrigley's chewing gum. Hubba like Bubba. Hubba Bubba. What's Rich Fronin doing this week? Well, he's got a big fucking pack of, yeah, Orbit. but you joke about that Tom if he actually was doing that during workouts people oh god I thought he was actually going to say to me no no Rich Phone is like sponsored by Orbit yeah yeah it is genuine culture like that I think um, I don't know if you listen to Matt Fraser's podcast with Joe Rogan um, and he mentioned his use of beta alanine and apparently like sales of beta alanine went up by 25% really all like the cross like CrossFit S brands yeah so obviously like there's proof behind it as well but as soon as he says it people jump on it so yeah. well that's why he made a supplement company isn't he i don't think they're stupid he knew if he if he puts his name behind a supplement company people are just gonna get hard on because it's matt fraser <laughs> yeah exactly that yeah this is it i think yeah i don't think that's as strong as the other two but it's still up there if we look at it from an etiquette point of view and then as you said the safety kind of thing as well it's probably about seven i'd say there's no need for it the, i'll take that well we've got yeah, an average seven. of about 8.8 there i think it's the highest yeah. it's been highest average we've had since the series begun um what other what other ones have we had have you had? Um, Where do we start? I mean, we've had mir- we've had curling in front of the mirrors. Yeah, that's um, a classic yeah. one, ain't it? We, we had ch- excessive use of chalk, which was quite CrossFit related. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 excessive chalk. Yeah. yeah, just covered in chalk for. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't even bloody think at the moment. Yeah, it's weird, we've had isn't so it? many. I do, yeah. I do like the excessive excessive use of chalk, but it's like. I think I noticed the other day when I actually joined in on a session how much I used, and it made <laughs> yeah, me realise. Yeah. It made me realise that okay, I'm a bit of a chalk twat as well, so yeah. I can't be calling other people out. I think for us it was more of the the, the people that don't clear it up and wipe the bar down afterwards. Mm. Uh, oh, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got one guy that comes to my gym, and I've not been able to find out. I mean, it could be a, a female for all I know. We've got one suspect that keeps coming to our gym. I've not found out who it is yet, but it's like they're fucking dusting for prints. Like, it is just pure chalk fucking everywhere, all around the squat rack. 
I suppose I could just follow the, the you know, the footprints in the chalk, but I'm afraid <laughs> where it's going to lead me to, the car park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Behind the Nandos. We, we have had so many. We did a whole episode on pet peeves like ages ago. I can't remember what episode that was, but it was a long, we did one a while ago. We are going to do a part two of that, but yeah, we've had, we've had so many now. I've lost track. Oh, yeah. It's been... Well, did we had like old man in the locker room with his balls yeah. always handing out? Yeah, yeah, and, that's and that, wants yeah. to talk to you. <laughs> I don't think you could really get that in like a CrossFit setting, but no. I think that's more of a that's more of your local swimming pool. That one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, one <laughs> leg up on the, on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to I used to swim every morning back when I lived in Shrewsbury. It's supposed to be four or five years ago, and it, without fail, every time three men over yeah. seventy having a full on catch up, but naked, yeah. like. Like, yeah. At what age does that happen? At what age yeah, what does that point happen? Does that go? You know what? It's time. It's time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All within close proximity to each other. Like if there was any momentum yeah. whatsoever, their balls are going to swin and knot around each other. Yeah. <laughs> that was ruthless. Oh no! Like some really, oh, really yeah. like horrible game of conkers. <laughs> We'll move on to the next part of the episode now. So it's a bit more of a, um, I always say serious note. I don't know why I say it because it never ends up finishing serious. But um, we're going to get a bit more of a story time with Adam. So obviously I said at the start that I know you as being the head coach and the owner of Folk Fit uh, Functional Fitness. Quick one before we go into a bit more about you. So I want to I know, why have you not affiliated to CrossFit? Is there a, is there a particular reason for that or is it just financial? Simply because you're new, a new, it was a new gym. Um, there's a few reasons. The main point would be, yeah, just the financial implications of it. It's just that um, I'm not sure what the exact conversion is but it's what three thousand dollars a year and i think at the time that i set up was you got very little for paying that fee um in terms of the ceo was still greg glassman um hadn't switched over yet and all you got for the three thousand dollars was you got put on the crossfit affiliate map and that was pretty much it and you get a christmas card apparently that comes three weeks late um that's the financial implications, but also, um, yeah, it was the two things. It's the financial implications and the fact that I don't feel like I got a lot for adding it on the front of the name of a business. So the only thing you do get is if someone moves to the area and Googles CrossFit gyms near me. That's the one thing you miss out on. But I think eventually they find it anyway. But so. I think, I mean, let me just do this now, Adam, because I'm sure when I, because obviously when I, I'm quite new to the Kingsing area, I'm sure when I Googled it, it actually did come up with your gym anyway. Even I typed in CrossFit Gym Kingsland. Let's have a look, see what comes up. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not the actual website, but you do get your your Instagram comes up. <laughs> oh yeah, oh sick. Uh, yeah, your your actual Instagram comes, and then it comes up with a news article by uh, the by Lynn News saying, you know, Folk Fit Functional Fitness Gym opens at Hardwick Industrial Estate. So that comes up as well. Um, well, I thought it was going to be a horror story, Lynn. I wonder where that was going. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like a, yeah. no, some kind of like yeah occult found operating in local functional fitness gym or something i don't know <laughs> but exactly that reason there so obviously we've still come up or they still find me and folk fit through google and what do i gain plus from? there's not there's not many i mean luckily for you as well in the area we've i think we've discussed as well is that there's not actually like apart from yourself there's not actually like a proper box like a cross it box around so if people are looking for one they've kind of only got that option. And people know what functional fitness means. Obviously, we've spoke about the term functional fitness, but in the CrossFit world, everyone knows that them two are pretty interchangeable terms when you're looking yeah, for a gym. Exa- so exactly that. I think most people that are looking for it will find it. Take a three thousand dollars. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think there's. I think 
I've heard as of, I've not looked into it massively, but as of late, they have started to introduce. Since there's been a change in CEO, you do get a little bit more for your three thousand dollar fee in terms of. I believe they provide programming now, and you get affiliate calls once a month just to show you how to run the business. But I think that programming, though, I think it's only free for this year, isn't it? So I think after this year, I think you have to start paying for it. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, I've not read too much into it, but yeah. Do you reckon you'll ever do it? Do you reckon, do you reckon in the future you might do it if, if money's, you know, kicking, you know, if you're actually falling out your ass? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm absolutely rolling it, I can just yeah, flick three, three grand at it. Then, uh, yeah. yeah, I think we might, to be fair. Um, one of the things that does encourage me to do it is I've always been a big fan of the CrossFit Open. Um, mm. Probably due stems down to the fact that when I'm feeling fit and I'm feeling good, I'm pretty competitive. And I love just seeing where I rack up against everybody else in the UK and well, across the world or ever. But um, I think if myself and there was a bunch of other people within the gym that wanted to get involved in the Open, then that might push me to affiliate. I think that would probably be the only reason why. Um, If I do take a step back from coaching two, three years down the line, or not even to take a step back, but just coach less and I can focus more on training, then um, Open would become a bit more of a priority for me and maybe more of a priority for other members. So that may be a reason to to do it yeah yeah because i mean i don't know if, I, if what i'm saying is wrong here but i mean if you were to go in hours of the open you couldn't affiliate yourself as folk fit could you like as your gym in the open could you it'd have to be independent wouldn't it was that right yeah so if anyone was to take part in the open <clears throat> there's a member of our gym one thing you ha- we'd have to video every single workout so if you did a workout i'd have to video you if tom did a workout i'd have to video tom if uh lauren did a video i'd have to video her and um, whereas as a affiliate you just it would stop sign rep shaving it would stop rep shaving that is one good that is one good thing about the open is it calls out rep shavers and so yeah so the person that's been winning every workout yeah, all suddenly, the bottom. Gone, suddenly there's a, there's suddenly. a yeah a dramatic change in performance <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah mm, seems suspicious all, but they, they got, usually they've got their excuses ready yeah so I've, I've i did have my beta alanine that day yeah exactly that yeah <laughs> did have my knocko <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah maybe down the line but um who knows we'll see yeah in absolutely no rush at the minute so yeah awesome um so if we if we rewind now so obviously we're looking to the future there but if we go back to the beginning kind of how did you get into this world then so what was your background originally i saw that you went to university was that anything to do with you know was that fitness related was that sort of always something you wanted to go into or was it is that a path that came on later uh so probably going to start this the same way that everyone starts talking about how they got into what they did so generally just grew up pretty sporty um as got to got to 16 well 15 or whenever you apply for university and was like i still have no fucking idea what i want to do in my life so just pick the things i was most interested in sport and then Tried to, I actually tried to get into university as a physiotherapist, but I fucked up my exams. So um went and did sport business management at university, um, which actually turned out pretty good. Mm. So, but yeah, I think I've always been into, I was always into conventional style training until, oh God, how old was I? Till I went to university, conventional style training all the way through university. I was like, three years at university, I'll know what I want to do by the time I leave. But three years fucking flew by and still had no idea what I was going to do. So just got a few, I worked every single job under the sun, you name it, I did it. So, and then I think about probably a year outside of university, just started getting pretty bored with conventional style training, been doing it a long time, uh, along with a few other reasons, probably uh, 
let's just get into a bit serious is that I think when I finished university, a lot of my friends, um, my good friends moved away and I was just training on my own. That's pretty much all I had. And I definitely I saw that there was a local CrossFit gym and looked pretty friendly, looked like there was a good community in there. That also draw, drew me in. And it generally, I went from spending a lot of time on my own to training on my own. I think that demotivated me. As soon as I walked in a CrossFit gym, everyone was friendly. It's a tribe, isn't it? Lo- Exactly that. And like some people call it, call it a tribe, call it a cult. <laughs> um, and yeah, to a certain extent it is. But the you, you can't argue the community that is created in no, some course. CrossFit gyms. Yeah. Um, and I made like some really good friends in the first gym. I was, went in within four or five months. And not only did it just reinvigorate my training, but also kind of reinvigorated my social life, um, which get yeah, coming back from uni, all my good friends moved away for other jobs and whatnot um yeah it kind of just brought me back to life and as soon as i did my first session i was like i fucking love this and i dying on the floor and i've done and i've done like 10 pull-ups and 10 push-ups and a 10 calorie row but yeah i think things went from there within within nine months i went and did my um crossfit level one and started doing a little bit of coaching and then Within three months of doing that, I did my personal trainer course. So that was back in 2017. Oh, we rewind back to that that level that level one course that you did. How did you how did you find that? What are your what's your opinion on the CrossFit level one coach? Because I know it's quite controversial in terms of that people can open a box after doing a level one. People can coach after doing level one, and it's essentially a two day course, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's two. It's a two day course. I think as in terms are in terms of like the information you receive and the quality of the course, like the guys that and girls that lead it definitely know what they're talking about. Like they're great coaches and they correspond information really well. And you learn a lot in them two days, mm-hmm. but enough to run a gym, um, enough to coach. I'd probably say like, no. Um, mm. I think it's hard to say what, at what level are you ready to coach classes or what level you should run a gym. But, um, yeah, I think that's just if someone's just done two days, they're not ready to coach. Like, you need confidence in the movements. You need, yeah, m- knowledge outside of yeah. what you've just learned in them two days. That seems to be the common thing we tend to hear, isn't it, Bill? When we hear about like CrossFit qualifications, etc. Most people tend to agree that it's not quite enough to. Uh, I say I think it's pretty good for yeah. um, just your average CrossFit. It's a yeah. re- it's an, it's an expensive two days, but it's um. <laughs> It's good if they want to just kind of I call it like almost like a manual for your body. Kind of they show you how your body works, um, and they really critique. Even any one of us three went down there, they would find faults in any one of our movements, and it's good. You learn a lot. I think it would be good for an average crossfitter to yeah understand why you do why we have movement standards, how your body works, and but to become a coach, yeah, I don't think it's quite enough, and specific especially to become a CrossFit gym owner. I think I think they should label it as more of it's like a, once you've done that, that is just like your foot in the door and then you need to go away Foundation, and Foundation, entry level. Yeah. Mm. Well, look at, like if you look at the weightlifting course, for example, British weightlifting, I think level one is assistant and the level two is your actual coach. So they expect you once you've done level one to then go and shadow another coach for like a while. And then once you've sort of learned a lot from them, then you go away and kind of go on your own path. And I think that should be the same with this. After level one, you almost want to use that to then shadow 
another coach and see how they do things. Someone who's more experienced, obviously, and sort of learn your trade a little bit more instead of being able to jump straight in to, you know, something that could be quite a daunting world. I think um, most gyms, that I, like, I can't speak for every single gym, but when you get across at level one, okay, you are entitled to coach. But I think if anyone knows kind of what, how, what they're doing running a gym, they are going to have that person that's newly qualified shadow you for a while. And mm. generally, I reckon 90% of people that done their level one have probably been training for at least a year. So should have a good knowledge of what they're doing. Um, Some people as well, like they might not have even done, like for me, example, I've never done my level one. But I've been in yep. CrossFit quite a while and I'm quite a competent coach. Hmm. But then you could have, I mean, there might be people like me as well who might be doing it for years, never got the qualification, but they technically couldn't open a box, couldn't coach people in CrossFit, even though somebody who's been doing CrossFit for six months, dude, does this qualification, is technically more qualified to teach CrossFit than them. Do you get what I mean? There's that. Yeah. There's going to be there's gonna be all different sides of this sort of spectrum, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think you're the kind of perfect example of someone that would be good to just go get your level one and then you're pretty ready to jump into some coaching it's just just ticking the box yeah. same as i'd same as when i did my kind of level three personal training i think i would say i learned almost nothing on my level three personal training like <laughs> yeah. I, I believe it's inc- i think it's incredibly outdated it needs a serious revamp yeah fucking um, too right <laughs> there will be an episode on that in the future by the way Okay. What, what, all right. Once, so, once we're we're legally able to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So maybe I won't expand on that anymore. No, hundred percent. No. Yeah. We know what you. We know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, I've uh, I've forgotten my point now. I must admit. But um, I think I think we just say like cross just cross the level one. Really, it's it's a, it's a stepping stone, isn't it? But I think it, that's what it is. It should be it should be seen as that. And as so you... the the qualification of what's on paper doesn't automatically mean that the person that's got the qualification is a hundred percent ready to ready to coach yeah it's, it's almost like it's like any kind of job really it's a, it's like a cv someone could look great on paper but in the reality maybe not so much um it's do you know what though this this is like with cross so level one crossfit level three personal training level two fitness instructor pretty much all of it i think it's one of those awkward things where you kind of need a bit of both of you need that you need that education on a curriculum level in regards to things like whether it be uni college or actual like an educational system where you get these qualifications but at the same time you do need the actual hands-on experience as well that the system doesn't always give you but it's an awkward thing because it's almost like well when a job says they want someone with experience but at the same time people can only get experience if they're actually given the job in the first place so it's that awkward kind of thing where you, you, the qualifi- the qualification I'm trying to basically say doesn't all automatically mean that you're going to be actually good at the role. Yeah, I yeah, I I've definitely completely fucked you mean. up my description, but yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely I can completely understand what you're talking about, and it it kind of correlates to the position I'm in is that a very similar position is mm. that I did sport I did sport business management at university, but that did not get me ready to run a, a gym like it is a whole different ball game you're studying at university you do a couple of hours studying here you do a couple of hours studying there you have a nap and you and you do it again but yeah it didn't get me ready for the reality is always world. different to what it says in the textbook <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. that yeah for me it was always like um so i learned 
so much about anatomy. I learned so much about how, you know, fucking muscle muscle fibers, muscle protein synthesis, etc., etc., etc. And I had all this knowledge stored in here, ready to go and give to people. But when it actually came to being able to teach someone who has never picked up a barbell before how to do a deadlift, suddenly I was at I was at a loss because okay, I had all this knowledge, but actually putting it into a real world a real world situation, I had no idea what the fuck to do. Because to me, I, the only experience I had was from my own training. Suddenly, I didn't have the actual experience to actually work with people in a real-world setting. So, yes, yeah, a fucking awkward situation. That's the only way you're going to learn, isn't it? I think this is such a people-driven business that the only way you're going to learn is by dealing with people. You can't deal with textbooks. are not going to help you deal with people, are they? You know? Honest to God, like, uh, we've got some new PTs at work at the moment, um, quite fully qualified, but haven't actually trained that many people yet. So the best advice I, I gave them was, Joe, you know what, you probably want to train friends and family for free just while you get that experience, that hands-on person-to-person because, you know, let's say you're training friends and family, your best friend might have different challenges or different cues that they react to better compared to if you're training your fucking mum or your aunt. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I recommend. Yeah. You know, once you've got your qualification, you're not just resting on your laurels and that's it, you're ready to go for business. You still need to... Getting your qualifications at the beginning, getting the experience is the next hard step. I really hope I'm making sense. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's some little nugget of information there. Someone's going to listen to and go, yeah, yeah. I resonate with that. Yeah, I definitely yeah. resonate with that. I fucking hope so. Do you know? What the fuck is he on about? Oh, I'll go make a coffee and hopefully when I come back, he's done talking. And that's just not the case. I'm still going. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously, fast forward past the uh, qualification, Adam. So, what kind of happened after that? So you finished uni, you said you didn't really know what was going on. My timeline is a bit fuzzy, but it's taken me back to about three, I'd say three and a half years ago is probably when I first, uh, I was, I'd already been coaching CrossFit for a little while. I did my, I did an intensive level free personal trainer. So I did the six weeks intensive course. And then I, then I just started PTing out my mum's garage was how it kind of all started. But I think, it's a pretty isolating environment, just kind of being in your mum's garage. She's at work, the rest of the family's at work. and um, But I was at the same time I was doing, I can't remember, five to six hours at the local CrossFit gym and where it's there's a good community, there's a social vibe. And I think from even probably within the first couple of months, I realised that I preferred the group training, group training scenario and the kind of one-to-one personal training. And personal training also, you end up becoming like their little their kind of counsellor at the same time and you just hear yeah. especially, yeah, especially I think I think especially in that such private one-to-one environment where they just kind of let loose so um, mm. and then so I probably only did that for about nine months and then I looked for a full-time job I went to I looked, got a head coach job in Bedford at a gym at the time it's called Hot Gates CrossFit worked there for over probably I think 18 months I was there and that is when it kind of led us to almost the start of folk fitting that so I was in Bedford and then met my girlfriend whilst we were in Bedford we've been together for a little while she got she got a job over this way and I just moved across with her with no well, I knew what I wanted to do as I, I felt for years I'd wanted to open a gym and I think this was the perfect opportunity and I felt ready I'd maybe I'd thought about opening a gym a couple of years before, but I'd learned so much in the kind of two years of head coach, coaching on PT and 
that moving across here to Kingsley and no other CrossFit gyms or functional fitness gyms, it was time to do it on my own. And yeah, things have worked out pretty well since. So yeah, it's all good. That's good. So what, what I like there is kind of what you what you said was where you talk about the CrossFit F1 uh, course that you went away, you did loads of other jobs, you were head coach in other gym for a bit. Obviously you were coaching all these different areas. So you kind of learned your trade then and now you've come over and you've kind of now, now you put it into practice of opening your own gym, which I think is the right way of doing it. Because I know a lot of people, yeah. I don't know if it's so much here, but I know in the States they've got issues with people doing the course and just opening gyms everywhere. <laughs> it's just fucking yeah. garbage. <laughs> just fucking level ones running around <laughs> teaching CrossFit <laughs> classes where they've, like, they've never snatched in their lives. <laughs> but yeah. it's good to I see. Think- I think I did exactly what Tom mentioned is like when I was personal training out of mum's garage is I was training my mum and then like one of my best friends to start with and what that also teaches you is patience because yes. I find you have a you have a lot less patience when it's your mum yeah compared to when it's compared to when it's someone that's paying you so <laughs> it's actually a bit more challenging I'd say but for, for, for a family for a family or a friend it's actually more challenging to coach them because you said you know each other and the patience gets tested because you're just like Instead of being like, oh, it's okay, you know, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. You're a bit like, fucking come on, just not. <laughs> just fucking do it. <laughs> just fucking lift the barbell, lift the fucking barbell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's that's exactly where you learn them cues. You're yeah. not just like, straighten your fucking back. <laughs> straighten your fucking back. It's like, yeah, you just learn them tiny little cues that work for different people. And exactly yeah, you get that. them little basics. And But then you find some people that, you have to create new cues. Yeah. Like shit doesn't work. So yeah. I've got some mad ones. Like when I teach people, uh, the, like the main difference between like a squat pattern and a hinge pattern, I tell them like, I'm about to demonstrate the perfect slut drop you'll ever see, <laughs> you know? And it is, I'm not going to do it before you say, Bill, I'm not going to do it. Um, great for YouTube. Course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no way. But no, I mean, uh, yeah, that's how I demonstrate the squat and the hinge. Nice. Yeah. Good. Why, why aren't you going to show us? Are you just wearing a pair of underpants under there? Actually, is that why? <laughs> actually, yeah. Like, I'm not no, we don't want to see. So, like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> just, just, a, just, a, just a pale leg comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I like how during our summer season, Bill, we was all wearing denim and jeans. Now it's the winter season. You know, everything's yeah, just pants. handing out now. Yeah. yeah. But I tell you what, um, it, it did. Res- you said something which really resonated with me personally, and that was um, when you start you was training out of uh, the garage, etc., and how it was quite an isolating job. Uh, that's actually how I kind of got. That's what kind of happened with me about two years ago as well. So originally, when I got into personal training, I started off in a commercial gym, well, a council mm-hmm. gym. But then um, I ended up training out of a. I just started training out of a, a converted summer house. So the only people I saw outside of my own family was a couple of clients uh, every week and that was basically the only people I ever got to see and it was just it was just pure isolating between clients I was just four walls nothing not even not even music do you know what I mean it was yeah it was seriously lonely and that's actually one of the reasons why I took the job I've got now I didn't even need the extra money you know to go and work back in a commercial gym it's just I wanted to just be around people again and that's actually one of the biggest benefits of my job is actually I know it sounds tacky and cheesy, but it's true. It's just being around other people. But the thing is, I'm doing that in just like a personal training set, well, and a management set now, so I'm forced to be around people whether I want to be or not. But that is one of the things that you know, I kind of like about CrossFit, and I'm almost kind of jealous in the way that I don't take part in it, is because you do have that tribal aspect where it is, at the end of a workout, you'll all get a group photo together. You don't fucking get that in a commercial gym. 
you know, you try and go up to the big guy, and, oh, get, and then suddenly it's like, well, f- fuck off, I'll break your legs. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that is something I, I generally like about CrossFit, is how it is, uh, half of it is uh, the social aspect of it. I mean, fuck me, Adam, will you take FolkFit, for example? You go there, everyone's chatting before the session, and then everyone's there for an hour after the fucking session chatting. It's like, there's, there's, yeah. there's more time spent chatting than there is actually working out. It's, that's how social like it becomes, isn't it? I think it's just, most people spend about 25 minutes just lay on the floor afterwards. So Making sweat angles. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's good, because if, uh, if you Google like average time spent at this gym, most gyms is about an hour. Ours mm. is about three and a half hours. I've kind <laughs> of had a coffee, had a yeah. coffee, had a chat, done a workout, and mm. yeah, talked about how odd the workout was afterwards but telling everyone they do crossfit even though they're all in the same crossfit gym <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah do you crossfit i do crossfit yeah yeah, yeah. ever well, had a knocko <laughs> <laughs> fucking knocko let's not go to your knockos adams fuck me you've got like a knocko racket going in your gym you? fuck me i can make a fortune on those i'm not saying not letting any of my secrets go mate but, no, um, yeah. it's all about it's all about the fit aid. it's all about the fit aid as well have you tried a fit aid tom do you- Ah, sorry. We've got sorry, some. I've got a massive but- butterfly in here. <laughs> no, that's right. We could do like a, a live <laughs> killing on on there. <laughs> but no, I mean, <laughs> no, we've. Uh, Jesus Christ! Was that what I just saw flutter past? It's a fucking bat in it. Yeah, it was. Man. It was a <laughs> Jesus, bat, giant butterfly in here. It's a Boeing seven four seven. No, um, that butterfly being across the was it? <laughs> so <is> it. <laughs> Do you know what? We've actually got Noco in our vending machines now, which I was yeah. really surprised about because I didn't think you'd be getting them in commercial gyms. I've only ever had one Noco, though, and this is like about a year after Bill hyped it up to me, and I remember just sending you a text going, this this tastes like a cat's arsehole. This is horrible. What flavour did you have? A pineapple. Ugh. Yeah, we did an episode on it. We did an episode on it, yeah. So we've got a new blood orange one, which looks all right. What's the one yeah. I've had recently? Limon. Limon or blood orange? Oh, yeah, we've got Limon. It's the one. Yeah. It, dep- it depends on how much of a sweet teeth you've got. Mm. So it tastes not like the sweetest thing. Pure leucine to me. Yeah, yeah, that's the only issue. A bit I'll stick to my monsters. <laughs> the uh, Miami one's quite nice. Miami yeah. something, whatever it is. Miami strawberry. Miami one. strawberry. That's yeah. nice, yeah. Sounds yeah, very That's got a bit, of a bit of a leucine taste. I mean, we did conclude in the episode, didn't we, that you're better off just buying a monster, but that's obviously... That was... Good. You know, this is a topic on CrossFit when we straight go into a full-on conversation about knocko. Knockos, yeah. We've got to knock out the headbands next, and uh, what else? Uh, we've already gone into chalk. Knee well, sleeves. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, wearing my knee sleeves. Oh, Bill, are we allowed to... <laughs> I was going to say, are we allowed to talk about your knee sleeves? I'm, I'm sure you don't even wear knee sleeves. Knee sleeves. What do you, you mean talk about my knee every sleeves? Time you, every time there's a video of you, you're wearing knee sleeves. I don't think you actually wear knee sleeves. I reckon they're tattooed on. What are you on about every time I do? You're going to fucking laugh in. I'm getting my phone out of now. You haven't, I've, I've not worn, I don't wear knee sleeves that often. Do you sleep in them? Right, you fucking do. <laughs> this one, look at my latest video and I'm wearing it. Yeah, exactly. Look, when I, did, when I did my clean and jerk PB at Folk Fit, I wasn't wearing knee sleeves. When I did my snatch PB, I wasn't wearing knee sleeves. You was, you were just wearing skin coloured ones. I did a clean adder. I wasn't wearing knee sleeves. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you all get defensive about it. <laughs> You're saying I wear fucking knee sleeves, Tom. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. So it's sort of knee sleeve fucking weapon, right? I'm not having it. <laughs> knee sleeve weapon. Knee sleeve weapon. <laughs> right, let's, let's bring us back on topic before we fucking go off the rails. Right, I've got to win that. So. Folk Fit was born. The, the gym, the gym is open. Folk fit was there. born, right? Um, sort of get to a few key things now. This is this sort of 
I'm going to go into two points sort of the most you know the best part of owning a box and then the most challenging so I suppose we'll start with the best bit start with the you know, what would you say the best bit has been since you know opening um I think I just want to touch we've already touched on it already and I think it's just the building of the community within the gym um just giving people a place to with common interests to come and yeah seeing seeing like kind of social relationships build and just yeah just creating that environment where everyone's welcome no one's judged everyone everyone's at different levels but still gets to work out and i think it's just that whole community vibe is has been awesome and like we've helped we've tried to build that as much as possible um but just the natural growth and how people have just done it themselves has been awesome to watch like when i do work a little bit less and i can and I can organize something community events to grow that even more then I can't wait to do do some of that but just keep things like short and sweet it is just the building of the community and such a supportive and welcoming and friendly environment for people to train in that's awesome I think that's always gonna be one of the biggest points I think people on the outside uh, who still look at CrossFit and have a bit of a you know they sort of turn up you know they kick off that a little bit I think that's the one thing they'll never understand until they try it it's like if you even if you think CrossFit's stupid, if you think it's shit, you think kipping butterflies are pointless and all this shit, just go to a gym one day, go to a few sessions, and then realise why people turn up week after week. And if you're saying that CrossFit's shit and you want to take that away from those people, then I think you need to look at yourself and think, am I in the right industry? If you if you think, yeah. oh, it shouldn't exist, and you think, oh, it's all wrong, it's all bad form, blah blah blah, whatever, then yeah, just look at the community and then 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 say it's a bad thing. Because even for me, for example, I've moved to Kingsley not long ago, a new area. I didn't know. I've only I know like one person. Apart from obviously, apart from my partner who I live with, but apart from that, I know one person. Obviously, then going to the gym, it's like everyone you, you get on with people straight away so quickly, and you straight away you've got you've made new relationships because everyone's on the same sort of they've got that mm. same interest of CrossFit. So, and I don't think many other sports have that in terms of. I mean, I'm not talking about sports. I'm about like sort of gym based sports, not like football and things like that. Obviously, do you know what? That's a, a really cool thing to actually say because the thing is with CrossFit in particular, it's you learn some like really extremely like technical movements. Mm. So the movements are, you know, complicated and uh, high level and advanced, let's say, but it almost seems like in regards to actually getting into CrossFit, it seems like it's a really nice low barrier to get into because it seems like you could just turn up to a box and okay, you might not be on the level as everyone else, obviously, but straight away you can go to a box and you can feel welcome but then you're learning all these technical movements, which I quite like. It's like even though like the exercise is up there high, the actual like barrier to get into that kind of sport is quite low, which I like. I really like that. That's the whole scalability and adaptability of of the movements. Is I think a lot of people watch the CrossFit Games and think, no fucking way can I do that shit. And it's it's yeah, some people are doing that shit, okay, but. What's awesome is recently as well, we've had uh, a couple join and they are 67 and 68. And oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, they're, they're not doing the same workout as what some of our members, Matt and Beth, are doing. Yeah, the same age but as they're me, there. Like, tw- yeah, There's no 20s, gatekeeping, which is what exactly I really that. like. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. And I think they love kind of the social aspect of it as much as anything as well. But um, yeah, it's good just to get them moving. Like their workout on the face might look completely different but they're doing yeah they're moving and yeah, yeah they're being active and yeah they seem to be seem to be enjoying yeah. it that's awesome to hear and now Adam we've got to come to a bit of a downer mate what would you say is the uh, the most challenging part of uh, owning the box um 
yeah, it's going to be a bit of a downer. But uh, for me in particular, I don't people. know if other people have been in the, yeah, the people. The same <laughs> position. <laughs> the people as well, they're fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm 100% honest, now, um, <laughs> it's probably just, for me, it is just the hours. Like, yeah. um, I think starting... So I run the gym pretty much by myself. Like, so it's that my girlfriend is actually co-owner as well. So she owns the gym, but she works full time as a vet. Um, she helps out here and there. Um, but in terms of the hours spent in the gym, it is me from there from quarter past six in the morning till quarter to nine in the evening, and it is long, long days. Like, I think the light at the end of the tunnel is that it's not forever. Um, I think if I knew if I knew this was forever. I would burn out early, but um, it's good. Like the business growing loads, and I think that kind of light at the end of the tunnel isn't far away. Where we're going to be at a point of taking someone on to take some hours, and yeah, I can have a fucking holiday, and I can't fucking wait. So, um, the hours, yeah, yes. So yeah, long hours. I know it's PT can be long hours as well, but it's a bit, it's a bit different though. If like, because then day you you own a gym it's a bit different than being a pt at a gym compared to owning your own gym because you have to run a business you have to coach classes and you've, you've got to do all the shit that comes with owning a building yep you know what i mean yeah. so. exactly <laughs> that yeah so i've got five to six hours of coaching a day and then i do the odd pt here or there but then yeah i've got to pay rent i've got to do the finances i've got to the admin is a nightmare so- <laughs> mm. yeah do the social media and it's a lot of stuff to get done, uh, especially when you're in the gym 24, yeah, 24-7. So, I remember, cause I remember you saying at the um, the Zach George seminar, obviously recently I was you know lucky enough to attend that when Zach George came down and sort of threw down with us for, for a day. You mentioned to him on the Q&A that you found your trading's taken like a massive dive since you started, uh, since you started the box. And how how much you say that's impacted you? Because you said you're quite competitive. Would you find that you've lost a lot of what you had simply because you've not had the time? <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. I think initially when I opened, like it was it was awesome. I was like, I've got a new gym. I've got all the equipment I want. I've got hours in there, and I was just coach, train, coach, train, coach, train, and it was awesome. But that was just like the initial excitement of it all. I think se- seven months down the line since we've been reopened is like the long mm. hours are t- have definitely started to take its toll probably the last three months. Um, but we're also in the process of moving to a bigger unit, so that is taking up a lot of my time. Um, but you also, I think I also, what's helped me though is I, to identify that in my previous job, I only worked 25 hours a week as a head coach and with a few couple of hours personal training on top. And that was the perfect environment for training two or three hours a day. Like I would work for five, six hours. You're already at the gym then, aren't you? You're already in there. You're in the gym. You finish your coach session, get yourself on the get yourself on the rig, you know? <laughs> exactly. Get yourself on the rig, sling some barbells about, go home, smash five cookies and have a sleep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're, you're all sorted. Whereas, yeah, there's no, a lot more. Different shit to it now so yeah i definitely see my my training took a huge hit in terms of energy levels yeah and just kind of how a lot how less sleep i'm getting before i owned the gym i was getting i would say anywhere between eight and ten hours sleep a night whereas now i'm probably down to five to six hours sleep a night and that's definitely impacted my energy levels for training um so and it's also i think it's mostly like the headspace as well like having the headspace for it even though you might have time there's always other stuff you can do to try and get more members in um keep the members you've got 
So I've probably gone from before I owned a gym training five, six times a week, hour and a half sessions. Right now I'm at, I'm happy if I can get two or three hours in a week. So yeah, it's a bit of a difference, but enough just to keep me, keep me healthy. Light at the end of the tunnel, mate, isn't it? I mean, yeah. You put the you put the work in now, and hopefully it will you know it will pay off, and I'm, I'm sure it will. And then you know you can get back to maybe getting up in the open, beating Zach George in the uh, the British Open, maybe who knows? <laughs> <laughs> give me about ten, give, give me about ten years of solid training. It might it might be close if he not gets a couple more injuries. But yeah, I, like you mentioned before, I am naturally super competitive. When I was competing, loved the environment, absolutely thrived off competition, and I can't wait to get back involved in that. But um, I don't even might have experienced the same thing where now I feel less fit. I don't want to compete feeling less fit than I have been. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if I'm going to compete, I want to compete feeling good, feeling fit. I've had a good four months of training, at least four months of solid training under my belt. So, um, but I can resonate so much with what you just said there. That was like me recently when I did the uh, British Army Warrior Fitness Finals. So they they did it after a block of our, our summer leave. And I was I was off for about yeah. four or five weeks basically, but I used that time to work on my business. So essentially, I was just working nonstop and like my training. I was not training that much. And as you said, I went to it. I already qualified, so I went to it. But I went in with like such low expectation. I did not feel good. And it's like you don't want to because you know you're not in a physical shape. You know you can be in that. You just straight away you're like oh, I don't want to compete now because I know I'm not in that thing. And it, it gets in your head. You're just like oh, I don't want to be. I, I love competing, but I want to compete when I know I'm ready. But yeah, like also what you said is like the light is at the end of the tunnel. Like my girlfriend's actually just dropped down to part-time work. She's just going to go down to three days a week and she's going to help in the gym two days a week, which like I massively appreciate her doing and it's going to take a lot of weight off my shoulders and we are looking soon to get another coach in and yeah, I can't wait to get excited about training again and yeah, get back involved. So that'd be nice. Well, Adam, when I... Uh... When I'm here more often, mate, I can always pop in, pop in an area or two, help out. <laughs> yes, mate, so- <laughs> mate, sounds good. Drop some empty barbells, eh, Bill? Drop some empty barbells. What I'll do is I'll, I'll be a permanent empty barbell policeman. I'll just stand in the corner. Anyone <laughs> drops an empty barbell, they're out. They're gone. They're out. It's over. Yeah. I was more alluding to you dropping the empty barbell, but okay. We've right, got your you number might. now, Mr. Uh, Needsleeve. Oh, don't worry. Well, <laughs> anyway. Mr. Needsleeve. Mr. Needsleeve. I like it. Adam, so you alluded to but just a little bit earlier about the future of FolkFit and that you're moving to a bigger space. I kind of want to sort of touch on that because that's obviously quite exciting for you, that the fact that you've actually got to a point where you, your, your classes are getting full, uh, you can't take any more members on due to capacity, you've had to move to a bigger space. How's that process been, apart from being pretty stressful, I imagine? Yeah, it's definitely kind of yin and yang in terms of it's been pr- it's been pretty stressful on one hand, but it is super exciting on the other. There is so much potential for expansion and... Um, we massively surpassed kind of the projections that I put for our members, which is awesome. Like it's a good problem to, to have. And luckily a bigger unit has opened up three doors down, which is the perfect place for us to move. So um, yeah, can't wait to get moved across there. It allows us for some slightly bigger classes. We're not going to go too big to the point where it impacts our quality of quality of coaching and mm. quality of service. Um, but just, it allows me, it allows us to have that room to grow into that I can take, come away from a bit, a few coaching hours, move into a bit more of a business management role, still doing some coaching, but just have a bit more of a, a life balance. And it gives our me- it gives our members so much more as well. They get all the same classes. Uh, I'm not going to 
give out too much of some freebies that we're going to throw in when we move across but there's going to be a few little add-ons we're going to add on to our memberships they get a massive open gym area alongside um classes um i think there's a couple of people that are pretty keen to go into competition and that one hour of coach classes is enough to keep you fit and keep you like the general population pretty fit but then people that want to push to compete it's nice to have that little open gym area and we've got a nice nice little coffee shop as well which would be really good in kind of building that community even more somewhere that's comfy space some people can yeah have a drink and grab some nosh and yeah be here a long time it's gonna be carnage now mate you've been there for for two hours after each session now people won't leave it'll be like there all day yeah We'll get we'll get the average time up to four hours then. Yeah, four get hours, a crash down there. Yeah. But no, that that um open gym thing you mentioned, I think that's that's really good because as you said, that one hour is good, but people don't realise when you want to compete, the amount of like accessory work you have to do on top of that is, you know, is crucial. And having that time to be able to go after a session, go to an open gym area, which is obviously going to be, you know, big as well, be able to do that is gonna yeah, it's gonna be massive. Because at the moment the gym is quite small, isn't it? It's just enough of the classes you yeah. could have side by side, open gym uh, and classes. But I think that's uh, really promising. No, I'm really looking forward to it, and yeah, it shouldn't be far away. We're hoping 13th of November. Oh wow, that's is going to be our opening day. Yeah, um, things are moving across along pretty well. So yeah, exciting times, and have to get yourself down there for opening day. I have to, yeah, I have to. I, have to, I need to. I need to make sure. You, I think I've still got two classes left in my little uh, package I bought for uh, when I was when I was sort of down this way a little bit longer I need to... oh, I'll, th- I'll throw you an open day in for free mate. an open day oh there you go sort me out but, uh, yeah it'll be good I'll, I'll look forward to as that as long as you don't drop any barbells I, mean. I wasn't going to try and stick the knife in but I'm glad you did Adam <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep you away from the new barbells yeah. you can have you can bring you your own I'll bring my own again yeah I was going to bring mine over <laughs> yeah stick to the PVC pipe Bill that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all I'm capable of mate I don't deserve to snatch anything else um have you managed to fill out the uh, space as well? Because obviously, it's obviously a bigger space. Have you bought loads more kit then? Must have, must have spent a... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm not, not going to break down my kind of financial outgoings too much, but... Um, I'm skinned. Yeah, so... <laughs> it, <laughs> I've got nothing left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It is a big space. And I, I would say in terms of a general CrossFit gym or functional fitness gym, the, the space we have at the minute, I would say for what we've the space we've got we've got quite a lot of kit so it might look a little bit lost in um in the big big space but we do have a bunch of new kit coming as well so it'll be enough to get us started and we'll just kind of build from there so That's good you want room to grow don't you you don't want to you don't almost you know run before you can walk and just fill it with loads of stuff and then realize shit what have we done <laughs> why have we filled all this with all this kit like yeah, it's very easy to get excited and just buy new shiny stuff, especially when you get sent newsletters of Concept Two bikes that are twelve hundred quid that are they look good, but yeah, yeah they break the bank. So yeah, of course, yeah. No, look, look forward to that. Look forward to getting stuck in. Tom, we'll have to get you up here, mate. I'll let, I'll let you can uh, you can you can stay in mind. We could do some CrossFit. Oh. Well, to be fair, the last time we did CrossFit was that fucking. It wasn't even. It was just a skier session. We did one. We did one item skier, and you were fucked. <laughs> I know, mate. And ever since then, I was uh, introducing people to fucking emoms and all sorts. I was like, I've left this new little fin. It's called an emom. It's pretty cool. Really. <laughs> I'm just, Joe. What though? I'm I'm slowly I'm slowly starting to. It's like I'm I'm dipping my toe deep and deeper into the water each time. You know, as I said, I tried a knocko a while back. You know, I've been eyeing up some knee sleeves. <laughs> I dropped a barbell the other day. <laughs> you know, I've got some chalk in my locker as well. So you know, I'm slowly, I'm slowly getting, getting there. there. Yeah, 
I've been eyeing up the PC, the PVC pipe as well. That's uh, <laughs> my indoor plumbing. <laughs> just, uh... Thinking I could unbolt that if I wanted to. <laughs> Try and do some overheads. <laughs> just creeping around B&Q. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. creeping around there going, do you know what, no one's watching. <laughs> yeah, start snatching everything. What was it? What was it built? Up? Devil's presses. I'll give that a go. <laughs> yes. And for you know, because it is a community thing, I've got fucking ten other people in B and Q just uh, yeah, <laughs> smashing out AMRAPs <laughs> down the cross aisle, <laughs> picking up a door stopper and doing kettlebell swings. <laughs> yeah. You could, you could just sit in the coffee shop instead if you want, mate. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. I'll sit there and drink yeah. coffee all day long. <laughs> yeah. sure, you know, I'm making sure no one's rep shaving. Yeah, I'm definitely watching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay then guys we move on to the last part of the show then this is uh, something you will have no idea about Adam and that is our secret questions or secret whatever which is basically something you don't know about and it's just what we, we go a bit rogue with we'll start with you this week Tom we'll start with what you want to say well do you know what um, earlier on uh, when we were talking about uh, your pet peeves Adam you said you had quite a fair few <laughs> so I'm actually curious if you could quickly rattle off the other ones you had on your list because I know I'm generally curious after those right. like should we do a quick fire round? Whatever he says, we've just got to say number straight away. No just discussion. straight away, say yeah. Say the number, oh say the number, whatever it is. Very okay. I'm going to panic. <laughs> it's going right, to be like Monty Python all over again. Favourite colour. I've, I've only got two more. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll right. go quickly. Let's go for it. All right. I'm happy with that. So, first one is members giving other members advice, especially when they didn't even ask for it. 11. 9. <laughs> 11. 9. <laughs> <laughs> Average of 10. I'm all good. All 11. Right. Um, oh, God. Let's have a look. Not putting your weights away. Eleven. Classic. Oh, nine. <laughs> nine again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eleven. Be- bearing in mind, Alan, Bill, nine. What? Nine. Did you say nine? Yeah, I said nine. Would you? Why are you leaving one spare? What the fuck? What, what's the excuse for not putting <laughs> your stuff away? Well, no, t- ten is just ruthless, isn't it? I think. I think. T- I don't think they're because there could be many things going wrong. In what else have they? they got to do to get fucking ten? Drop There's the no weight on your toe. Tom. Come There's on. No discussion. You went eleven, mate. You know what eleven means, don't you? There's that means no you've got to bring excuse. back the old scale. You're bringing back the old scale for these people. Is that what you're telling me? There is no excuse to not put your equipment away. We've we've spoken about this. This is like why we live in a society. People don't put their shit away. It, it, it's... To expa- ex- expand upon this as well is putting your weights back in the wrong place as well. Oh, oh that's just incompetence, though, isn't it? That, oh, yeah, that's a ten. Yeah, that's probably a ten. That's a double. Yeah, that's probably pushing up to a ten. Do you know what? At work, we've got a um, we've got like the biggest fucking dumbbell rack in London, and it goes from one kg all up to forty kg. But we have like doubles and triples as well. So it's not like how we have like a pair of twenty kg dumbbells. We might have like three pairs of twenty kg dumbbells. But it goes from one to forty. All it takes is one person <laughs> to go out of sink. To go out yeah. of sink, and then it is chaos. And before you know it, you were basically doing a pyramid set, having to. <laughs> go from like 40 kilo right, one kg dumbbell yeah that's right, I'll quickly find that you know put that away and then you're, you're ramping it all the way up to 40 kilos with just one dumbbell and it's oh my god it is chaos it is horrible it is shit <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I mean in these sort of contexts we weren't going to do context but now we're doing context it's got to be tens isn't it I think for these this context, I mean, that's can't. Well, yeah, I said 10, you said 9. You said, you said 11, you said 11, that. you. Well, you I said 11 Jimmy. then. You brought yeah, back I, I said Jimmy, it was fucking absolutely awful, but you know, a 9, I'm, I'm surprised at you, Bill. But then again, you do drop empty barbells. Oh my God. 
<laughs> right. Go on, Bill. What was a uh, what was your secret question? <laughs> so I've got a couple. The first one's a game, and then the next one's a question, which is quite a serious question, uh, which I do ask a few guests, but we'll come on to that. But the, the first one's a game, Adam. So as a you're a I'd class you as a CrossFit coach slash athlete. In, in this space right uh, I want to see your knowledge so I've got some well I've got a couple of quotes here from some well known athletes slash coaches right one of them is international one of them's British right so I'm going to see if you guess I'll say, them off, I'll say them yeah just two I don't know where we are so I'm going to say them off quickly first and then we'll go back and we'll do the first one yeah right just so other people listening might be able to have a little guess at the two while you're thinking of the first one they can think of the next one so the first one is can you be too big? Because I'm that ripped these days. I'm starting to think it's unhealthy. Hashtag no carbs. Hashtag all muscle. Hashtag team bulk. And then the next one, you can guess this is the British one. Countdown followed by pointless. Perfect afternoon. These are CrossFit athletes. We'll go back to the first one. You can, can you be too big? British. Can you be too big? Because I'm that ripped these days. I'm starting to think it's unhealthy. Hashtag no carbs. Hashtag all muscle. Hashtag team bulk. Is that is that a CrossFit athlete? Athlete slash coach. They do both. Athlete slash coach sounds is either joking or he's an absolute twat or she. Right. Um, I have no idea. Um, I'm thinking now. I was hoping it's not me. Like way back in the day. <laughs> uh, do, you move, do you want to move on to the next one? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like. They mugged me off here. Um, yeah, give me that second one again. I got no idea on that first one. Countdown followed by pointless. Perfect afternoon! Exclamation hey, mark. That's David Attenborough. <laughs> David Amber doing clean jokes. <laughs> um, I'll add on to this one. Sorry, they've, they've done another one here straight after, um, which is more British. Hate them bloody oranges that take twice as long to peel as eat. Hashtag life problems. Oh, that's this is definitely the same David Amber. I'm going to have to have a complete shot in the dark. Go, go. <laughs> Sam Briggs. Sam Briggs. Okay, that's that's your first. Well, let's go back to the first one. What do you think? Too ripped. Too big. This person clearly thinks they're a monster. Um, yeah can you be too big because I'm that ripped these days I'm starting to think it's unhealthy hashtag no carbs hashtag all muscle hashtag team bulk I'm loving these hashtags as well it's fantastic it's not Mm, let's go for who is shredded let's go Noah Olsen Noah Olsen nice no idea Um, right John roll please hang on I can't even google it it's not coming up I'm trying to cheat Adam, these were all you, mate. I, I, I had no idea about any of this, by the way. I'm not involved <laughs> in this. Are these actually all me? Yeah, they're all you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I, I'm assuming you finally got into the orange. <laughs> <laughs> you still struggling with the odd about it. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Uh, so, Are you going to give context to this? So the, these, are, these were quite a while ago, I'm being honest, mate. These are quite a while ago. So yeah. these are all from Twitter. Have I still got Twitter? I didn't even know I still I googled Adam Pitchford uh, and it came up with, uh, was that Kuchi1993? Yeah, that's a nickname that's, from back in the day. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's your Twitter. And I, I went through and I thought, right, let's see if there's any, any absolute mine, you know, absolute gold mines in there. And yeah, obviously at one point in life, you were fucking hench. Um, <laughs> you had a period where you absolutely, you absolutely loved Countdown and Pointless and you had trouble with oranges by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no recollection of this. Joe, I so. quite like this. We should do this to everyone. <laughs> just absolutely ruin it with a tweet, yeah. Um, Actually, I'm going, we- I'm going to fucking delete my social media right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you nearly caught on as well, Adams, at one point. You, when you said, I hope these are not me, I had to compose myself. I was like, shit. I was like, do not laugh. Do not laugh. Do not laugh. Do not laugh. Yeah. Uh, you held up well, mate, to be fair. 
when you said this person's either a really hench or they're a massive twat, that's when I lost it. I was like, oh, no. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like this, is brilliant. this is brilliant. Good job. I was really, really hench. So, but unfortunately, you scored zero points on the chat shit get fit. Guess the CrossFit athlete slash coach game, which will probably never be played again. Oh no. Never Guess mind. the orange yeah. peeler. <laughs> or, or lack of peeling. I'm going to put that down to a classic. Uh, remember the word frape? I think it was for Facebook. I don't know. I don't know what you call it for Twitter. Oh, back uh, in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm blaming that one on. I'm hoping there's people who listen to this who might actually know you, Adam, and they're going to be loving it. They'll, they'll absolutely love that. They'll be like, this is great. <laughs> it was 2013 that Hentron was from. 2013. Mate. I didn't even know. Days. Was that uni days, was it? Nah, that was before uni. What was it? 2021. How old would I have been there? So that's, uh, what, nine years ago? Oh, maybe that was university, actually, yeah. That would have been the back end of university, yeah. Loving life, yeah. I mean, oranges were tougher back then, admittedly. <laughs> yeah. They're just snowflakes yeah. now, aren't they, Tom? Exactly. Not Orange, like the oranges, yeah, snowflakes, mate. You know, the, the ultra... They've been you know, genetically uh, modified now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more question for you, Adam. So this one's a bit more serious. So we spoke about how CrossFit, uh, you know, is really open and really good community. You've said you've seen people grow, you know, come on leaps and bounds since they joined. What I want to know is, is if we were to get someone to you who's, you know, had a few struggles in life, maybe they've been stuck on um, a 60 kilo deadlift for five, 10 years now. Um, if, they, if they were to come to you, do we reckon we could get that, we could get that up? <laughs> <laughs> this is only fair because I ripped into your knee sleeve tattoo. <laughs> sorry Tom I had, to, I had to bring it up again I had to bring it up again um, yeah so basically I'm dead serious though Tom is actually stuck on 60 kilo deadlift for the last five years I don't know if CrossFit can help him I don't, we, we asked a yoga instructor last week if uh, well, a couple of weeks ago if they could help she said no um, <laughs> she said he's a lost cause um, so do you reckon CrossFit can help him I reckon I can sort you out Tom yeah we'll get that 60 up to 100 in by Christmas get yourself down might here. have to go back to that PVC pipe yeah <laughs> yeah dial in that dot Dial in that technique that's what's going wrong. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Must be. That's what it is. <laughs> so I wasn't going to say that, Tom. I, was, I wasn't going to bring it up, mate, but you and your fucking constant knee sleeves, I was going to have to I was gonna I have to bring it up. I think it was the combination of the knee sleeves and the, uh, yeah, criminalising you over an empty bar bill. Yeah, I deserved that. I deserved that. Long-term listeners will know all about Tom's 60 kilo deadlift, which has been brought up time and time again, and it's still at 60 kilos, FYI. Yeah, Joe, I'm just going to put up your old tweets next next week. <laughs> My old tweets? I haven't got any. Has your deadlift been at 60 kilos the whole time you've ran this podcast? Hang on a minute. <laughs> this, I've got, I, it feels like I've got to, like, you know, clarify that this is, is satire, you know. I feel like I've it's got not. a break character. It's definitely not satire. <laughs> I'll go over my gym's high-definition CCTV. I'll break GDPR rules and I'll, uh, yeah, release it on YouTube. That'd be good. That'd be nice. And people could put it to bed then. Yeah, it won't happen though. Can't you, you, literally can't, can you literally can't lift yeah, above 60 kilos. Even my deadlift workshops, no one turns up for them. So I've got no footage <laughs> to show whatsoever. <laughs> oh dear. I think everyone is now going to go back and just delete social media. Go oh, no, yeah. well back in time. I've got, oh, I've I know, got people I've, panicking. Yeah, I've got some things to delete off Facebook as soon as we end this. I'm actually going to be anxious. I haven't logged in Twitter for about seven years, so I just presumed it was gone, but obviously not. If I was you, mate, I would get on there now because the, when this goes live, there could be members potentially listening to this who are going to go right on, have a look at this, see if this is still active, and they're going to go. Yeah. There's, some other, there's, some other, there's some other little nuggets on there. You know, there, there weren't podcasts, but there was there was some other crackers on there which showed how exciting your life was. Nine, nine I years think ago. Uh, some people, myself included, just are more interested to see how the you know 
Orange Saga concluded. There was there was no follow up. There was no follow up, Tom. That was it. We never knew yeah. if the orange was it. Yeah, it it just been mystery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll leave it on there. It's, it's nice for people to have a chuckle, and so I don't mind people having a laugh at my expense. It's all good. CrossFit's all functional and everything until it comes to peeling an orange, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've not, they've not cracked that idea. Yeah. That's the issue. I wasn't doing CrossFit then. Yeah. I thought it was. To be fair, that could be an event for the next CrossFit Games, the way that they keep getting more creative. It could be like a 300-meter swim followed by, you know, a, a kilometer kayak followed by, uh, you know, fastest orange peeling. <laughs> Don't give Dave ideas. Dave Castro, he'll be fine. I know. God forbid. <laughs> Can't standard you can't standardise an orange peel though. How can we know that everyone's exactly the same? There you go. And it's just a Terry's chocolate orange, but then that's something different. <laughs> what? And I think on that chaotic end, we'll uh, we'll, leave, we'll leave it there. Um, Adam, where can um, where can people find you if they want to want to follow you on social media? Um, so if you want to follow the gym, it is Folkfit UK on Instagram. We are not on Twitter as of yet, but yeah, <laughs> never will be. <laughs> yeah. I, I think from the, I might just avoid that altogether, to be honest. But yeah, Instagram at Folkfit UK. Uh, my personal social media, which isn't massively active at the minute, is I am Adam Pitchford. And then find a bit more information about our gym. You can head to folkfit.co.uk and should find everything you need there. Yeah, if you're in the uh, Kingsland area, West Norfolk area, I'd uh, recommend. Jump it down. It's a it's good, it's good laugh, and you get to yeah, see me uh, it, see bro. me throw some tin and drop empty barbells in knee sleeves. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's been a been a pleasure as always, guys. And I'll speak to you all again very soon. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you very much. See you later. As always, thanks for listening. If you did enjoy that episode and are new to the show, we'd highly recommend going back and checking out the rest of the back catalogue, where we have numerous series covering topics such as diets, recovery methods, myths, and more recently, supplements. So yeah, hit that subscribe slash follow button and join us every week for some evidence-based, sometimes health and fitness content. We will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon. (laughs) 